Chapter 6, The Whale's Eye. The rowboat tossed from side to side. The waves were huge. Salty spray stung Jack's eyes. He felt seasick. Hold her steady, shouted Captain Bones. He pointed at the sea. Or we'll be meat for those evil brutes. Dark fins cut through the water. Sharks. One zoomed right by the boat. Jack could have reached out and touched it. He shuddered. Soon the rowboat pulled alongside the ship. The air was filled with wild fiddle music and bagpipes playing. And Jack heard jeers, shouts, and ugly laughter. Hoist him aboard, Captain Bones shouted to his men. Annie and Jack were hauled onto the deck. The ship creaked and moaned. It rolled from side to side. Ropes flapped and snapped in the wild wind. Everywhere they looked, Jack and Annie saw pirates. Some were dancing, some were drinking, many were fighting with swords or with their fists. Lock them in my cabin, Captain Bones ordered. A couple of pirates grabbed Jack and Annie and threw them in the ship's cabin, then locked the door. The air inside the cabin was damp and sour smelling. A shaft of gray light came through a small round window. Oh man, said Jack, we've got to figure out how to get back to the island. So we can get into the treehouse and go home, said Annie. Right. Jack suddenly felt tired. How would they ever get out of this mess? We better examine the book, he said. He reached into his pack and pulled out the pirate book. He flipped through the pages. He looked for information to help them. Look, he said. He found a picture of pirates burying a treasure chest. This might help. Together, they read the words under the picture. Captain Kidd was a famous pirate. It is said that he buried a treasure chest on a deserted island. The chest was filled with gold and jewels. Captain Kidd, said Jack. So that's the kid that Bones keeps talking about, said Annie. Right, said Jack. Annie looked out the round window. And Captain's kid's treasure is buried somewhere on the island, she said. Jack took out his notebook and pencil. He wrote, Captain Kid's treasure on island. Jack, Annie said. Shh, wait a minute, he said. I'm thinking. Guess what I see, said Annie. What, Jack asked. He looked back at the book. A whale. Neat, he said. Then he looked up. A whale? Did you say? A whale? A whale. A huge whale, as big as a football field. Jack jumped up and looked out the window with her. Where, Jack asked. All he could see was the island and stormy waves and shark fins. There, said Annie. Where? Where? There. The island is shaped like a giant whale. Oh, man, whispered Jack. Now he can see it. See the whale's back, said Annie. Yep. The slope of the island looked like the back of a whale. See his spout, said Annie. Yep. The palm tree that held the treehouse looked like the spout of the whale. <clears throat> see his eye, said Annie. Yep. A big, big black rock looked like the eye of the whale. The gold doth lie beneath the whale's eye, whispered Jack. Wow. Chapter 7, Gales A-Blowin'. So the treasure must be under that rock, said Annie. Right, said Jack. Now we just have to get back to the island. We'll show Captain Bones where the treasure is. Then while all the pirates are digging, we'll sneak up to the treehouse. And make a wish to go home, said Annie. Right. Jack poked his head out of the round window of the cabin. Captain Bones, sir, he shouted. The pirates took up the cry. Captain Bones! Captain Bones! Hey! came a horrible voice. Captain Bones stuck his ugly face through the window. His good eye glared at Jack. What do you want, lubbers? 
We're ready to tell the truth, sir, said Jack. Go ahead, growled Captain Bones. We know where Captain Kidd's treasure is. Where? We can't just tell you. We have to show you, said Annie. Captain Bones gave Annie and Jack a long, hard look. You'll need a rope, said Jack. And shovels, said Annie. Captain Bones growled. Then he roared at his men. Get some rope and shovels. Aye, aye, Captain. Then throw these lubbers in the boat. We're going back to the island. Aye, aye, Captain. Back in the rowboat, Jack saw the sky had grown even darker with clouds. The waves were bigger. The wind was howling. Gale's a-blowin', said Pinky. You'll see a gale if I don't get me gold today by thunder, Captain Bones shouted. Row, dogs, row! The three pirates battled the waves until the rowboat reached the island. They all pulled onto the shore. Captain Bones grabbed Jack and Annie. Okay, lubbers, he said. Now show us where the treasure is. There, said Annie. She pointed at the black rock near the tip of the island. Under that rock, said Jack. Captain Bones dragged Jack and Annie down the beach to the black rock. Get to work, Captain Bones said to Pinky and Stinky. What about you, said Annie. Me? Work? <laughs> Captain Bones chuckled. Jack gulped. How could they get away from him? Don't you think you should help your friends, he said. Captain Bones gave Jack a horrible grin. Nah, I'm going to hold you two till there's treasure in me hands. Chapter 8, Dig Dogs Dig Pinky and Stinky tied their rope around the big rock. The wind howled. The two pirates pulled and pulled and pulled. They need help, said Jack. Arr, let the dogs do the work, growled Captain Bones. You're not very nice to them, said Annie. Who cares, roared Captain Bones. Captain, we got it, shouted Pinky. They started pulling the rock across the sand. Now let's dig where the rock was, said Jack, all of us. But Captain Bones ignored his suggestion. Dig, you dogs, he shouted. Pinky and Stinky started to dig. The wind blew even harder. There was going to be a thunderstorm. Ow, I got sand in me eyes, Pinky whined. Ow, me back hurts, Stinky cried. Dig, shouted Captain Bones. He held Jack and Annie with one hand. With the other, he pulled out the gold medallion. He tossed it at the two pirates. It fell into the hole. Dig for more of these, you swine, he said. Squawk! Look, Annie said. Polly was back. She was circling above them. Go back, squawk, go back, she squawked. Stinky and Pinky looked up at the parrot. They scowled. Dig, shouted Captain Bones. A big storm is coming, Captain, said Pinky. Go back, said Polly. The bird's an omen, Captain, shouted Stinky. Dig, you dogs, cried Captain Bones. Go back, squawked Polly. The bird's warning us, shouted Pinky. We've got to get to the ship before it's too late. The two pirates threw down their shovels. They started running toward the rowboat. Mutineers, come back, shouted Captain Bones. He dragged Jack and Annie down the beach as he ran after his men. Stop, but the pirates kept running. They got to the rowboat and pushed it into the sea. Wait, cried Captain Bones. Pinky and Stinky jumped into the boat. They started rowing. Wait! Captain Bones let go of Jack and Annie. He ran into the water. Wait, you dogs! He hauled himself into the rowboat. Then the three pirates disappeared into the spray of the waves. Ah, go back, squawked Polly. She means us, said Annie. Just then, the storm broke over the island. The wind howled. Rain fell in buckets. Let's go, cried Annie. Wait, I have to get the medallion, shouted Jack. 
He ran to the hole dug by the pirates. He looked down in it. Even in the dreary light, the medallion was shining. Big, fat raindrops were falling into the hole, washing away the sand. Jack saw a patch of wood. Then the rain cleared away more sand, and Jack saw the top of an old trunk. He stared. Was it Captain Kidd's treasure chest? Hurry, Jack, cried Annie. She was halfway up the treehouse ladder. I found it! I found it! cried Jack. I found the treasure chest. Forget the treasure chest, said Annie. We have to go now. The storm's getting worse. Jack kept staring at the chest. Was there gold inside? Silver? Precious gems? Come on! Now Annie was shouting from the treehouse window. But Jack couldn't tear himself away. He brushed the rest of the muddy sand off the chest. Jack, forget the treasure chest, cried Annie. Let's go! Quack, go back, squawked Polly. Jack looked at the parrot. She was perched on the black rock. He stared into her wise eyes. He thought he knew her, knew her from somewhere else. Go back, Jack, she said. She sounded like a person. Okay, it was definitely time to go. Jack took one last look at the treasure chest. He clutched the gold medallion. Then he took off, running toward the treehouse. His socks and rain boots were still there. He quickly pulled the boots on. He shoved the socks into his backpack. The rope ladder was dancing wildly in the wind. Jack grabbed it. The ladder swayed as Jack climbed. He was tossed this way and that, but he held on tight. At last, he pulled himself into the treehouse. Let's go, he cried. Annie was already holding the Pennsylvania book. She pointed to the picture of Frog Creek. I wish we could go there, she shouted. The wind was already blowing hard, but now it blew even harder. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still, absolutely still. Chapter 9, The Mysterious M. Drip, drip. Jack opened his eyes. Rain was dripping from the leaves of the tree. They were back in Frog Creek. The rain was softer. The wind was gentler. The air was sweeter. Oh, man, Jack sighed. That was close. He was still holding the gold medallion. Polly's gone, said Annie sadly. I was hoping she might come back with us. No magic creature has ever come back with us, said Jack. He pulled off his backpack. It was damp with rain and salt water. Jack took out the pirate book. He put it on the stack of books, on top of the dinosaur book and the night book and the mummy book. Then Jack put the gold medallion beside the bookmark with the letter M. Next, he went down onto his knees and ran his finger over the shimmering M on the floor. We didn't find any M's on this trip, he said. Or the M person, said Annie. Squawk! Polly! Annie cried. The parrot swooshed into the treehouse. She perched on the stack of books. Polly looked straight at Jack. What, what, what are you doing here? He asked her. Slowly, Polly raised her bright green wings. They grew bigger and bigger until they spread out like a huge green cape. Then, in a great swirl of colors, in a blur of feathers and light, in a flapping and stretching and screeching, a new being took shape. Polly was not a parrot any longer. In her place was an old woman, a beautiful old woman with long white hair and piercing eyes. She wore a green feathered cape. She perched on the stack of books and she was very calm and very still. Neither Jack nor Annie could speak. They were too amazed. 
Hello, Jack. Hello, Annie, the old woman said. My name is Morgan Le Fay. Chapter 10, Treasure Again. <clears throat> Annie found her voice first. The M person, she whispered. Yes, I'm the M person, said Morgan. Where are you from? asked Jack. Have you ever heard of King Arthur? said Morgan. Jack nodded. Well, I'm King Arthur's sister, said Morgan. You're from Camelot, said Jack. I've read about Camelot. What did you read about me, Jack? said Morgan. You, you're a witch. Morgan smiled. You can't believe everything you read, Jack. But are you a magician, said Annie. Most call me an enchantress, but I'm also a librarian, said Morgan. A librarian, said Annie. Yes, and I've come to the 20th century, your time, to collect books. You are lucky to be born in a time with so many books. For the Camelot Library, asked Jack. Precisely, said Morgan. I travel in this treehouse to collect words from many different places around the world and from many different time periods. Did you find books here, said Jack? Oh, yes, many wonderful books. I want to borrow them for our scribes to copy. Did you put all the bookmarks in them, said Jack? Yes, you see... I like the pictures in the books. Sometimes I want to visit the scenes in the pictures, so all the bookmarks mark places I wish to go. How did you get there? asked Annie. I placed a spell on the treehouse, said Morgan, so when I point to a picture and make the wish, the treehouse takes me there. I think you dropped this in dinosaur times, said Jack. He handed the gold medallion to Morgan. Oh, thank you. I wondered where I lost it, she said. She put the medallion into a hidden pocket in her cape. So can anybody work the spell? asked Annie. Anybody who tries it? Oh, dear, no. Not just anybody, Morgan said. You two are the only ones besides me to do it. No one else has ever even seen my treehouse before. Is it invisible? asked Annie. Yes, said Morgan. I had no idea it would ever be discovered. But then you two came along... Somehow you hooked right into my magic. How? asked Jack. Well, for two reasons, I think, explained Morgan. First, Annie believes in magic, so she actually saw the treehouse. And her belief helped you to see it, Jack. Oh, man, said Jack. Then you picked up a book, Jack. And because you love books so much, you caused my magic spell to work. Wow, said Annie. You can't imagine my dismay when you started to take off for dinosaur times. I had to make a very quick decision, and I decided to come along. Oh, so you were the pteranodon, said Annie. Morgan smiled. And the cat, and the knight, and Polly, said Annie. Yes, said Morgan softly. You were all these things to help us, asked Jack. Yes, but I must go home now. The people in Camelot need my help. You're leaving? whispered Jack. I'm afraid I must, said Morgan. She picked up Jack's backpack and handed it to him. Jack and Annie picked up their raincoats. It had stopped raining. You won't forget us, will you? asked Annie as they put their raincoats on. Never, said Morgan. She smiled at both of them. You remind me too much of myself. You love the impossible, Annie, and you love knowledge, Jack. What better combination is there? Morgan Le Fay touched Annie's forehead gently. 
And then Jax, she smiled. Goodbye, she said. Goodbye, said Annie and Jack. Annie left the treehouse first. Jack followed. They climbed down the rope ladder for the last time. They stood below the oak tree and looked up. Morgan was looking out the window. Her long white hair blew in the breeze. Suddenly, the wind began to blow. The leaves began to shake. A loud whistling sound filled the air. Jack covered his ears and squeezed his eyes shut. Then everything was silent. Absolutely silent. Jack opened his eyes. The treehouse was gone. All gone. Absolutely gone. Annie and Jack stood a moment, staring up at the empty oak tree, listening to the silence. Annie sighed. Let's go, she said softly. Jack just nodded. He felt too sad to speak. As they started walking, he put his hands into his pockets. He felt something. Jack pulled out the gold medallion. Look, he said. How did? Annie smiled. Morgan must have put it there, she said. But how? Magic, said Annie. I think it means she'll be coming back. Jack smiled. He clutched the medallion as he and Annie took off through the wet, sunny woods. As they walked, the sun shined through the woods and all the wet leaves sparkled. Everything, in fact, was shining. Leaves, branches, puddles, bushes, grass, vines, wildflowers, all glittered like jewels or gleamed like gold. Annie had been right, thought Jack. Forget the treasure chest. They had treasure at home, a ton of it, everywhere. The end.